Yo, bitches. What's going on? Hello, everyone. It's Golden Talkies time. What's the Golden Talkies, Jamie? It's a podcast where we talk about uh, films that came out exactly 50 years ago today. Or this, this week, week, sorry. Yesterday, in this yeah. case. What, what film are we watching today? It's 1970's Cromwell, starring Richard Harris and Alec McGuinness. Alec, or Alec, Guinness. Alec McGuinness. That's Alec right. regular Guinness. Um... How how are you? T- I'm in quite a rushed. This could be this is gonna be quite a rushed episode, isn't it? We think this is, this is the first mini episode. I've decided it could be. So, so I'm 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 the the reason we're that we're rushing for half it. Half an hour. The reason that we're rushing it is I'm off. I'm off next week. There's no podcast next week, and we felt that we we need to yeah, do one this very week. Very sad. But um, we've we've ended up being quite busy today. But it's fine. We don't don't yeah. worry because we're still going to be here for a podcast, uh, and it's going to be great. But also. Um, yep. Also, my notes are almost entirely handwritten, um, which is it yes. has been for the last few weeks. My pen broke, so I have no notes. You have no notes. Okay, so it's really going to be an interesting one. For Memory alone, baby. So I hopefully, think probably do the plot summary this week. Hopefully, this is not your first episode because um, it could be the worst yet, or it could not well, be. On the other hand, only ways up. Our other episodes are better. Yeah, maybe. I mean, th- we just started this one, Jamie. Who knows? I think we've already know where this one's going. <laughs> So yeah, as you said, this week we're watching Cromwell. Um, yeah. Do you want to know? Film sucks dick. Do you want to know an interesting What's... fact? Yeah. So as you know, for historical context, I use TakeMeBack.to, um, mm-hmm. our sponsor, not our sponsor, but if they want to sponsor us, come ahead. Um, it's a website that that you put in a date and it gives you stuff for that day. Um, so you it has it has um the magazine covers and stuff but it also mm. always has films on it um but yeah. i never mentioned the films because obviously this whole podcast is about watching films and uh the the ones yeah. that they have never seem to line up but this is the first week where the film that we've watched has been on tamepack.to as a film that was popular this week wow wasn't it a massive financial failure i don't know but it was there it was there cool um i don't know was it a financial failure is that true? I think so. It, well, it so. seemed like something that'd be very expensive. It certainly looked fucking expensive. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. Every time I type Cromwell into Google, it just comes up with the, the dude yeah. rather than the film. So just for context, Cromwell is a historical drama film, very much of the genre of those films that cost $20 billion to make and bankrupted everyone who was involved with it. Eight, uh, but eight it's million one. it costs. Work out. Yep. There you go. There we go. My computer fucked up. Uh, what are you okay, man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. My computer died. It was horrible. Um, oh. We will hold a tasteful funeral for it later. Cool. Oh, I uh, should be. Wait, let me get my phone recording as well as a backup here. Oh no, I'm completely wrong. Sorry, it was apparently one of the most popular movies of the 1970s. Yeah, it seemed. Before. It didn't seem bad. But um, uh, it received unge- unfavorable reception, critical reception. I should okay. say. Okay. Right, I'm recording. I'm recording my phone now as well. So if for some reason my laptop, mm-hmm. my not my laptop, my PC crashes, then uh, I guess this is where we'll be starting. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Cromwell. So, yeah, I think it was a popular one. I mean, it, the fact that it's on Timmy Back to TO suggests that it is. It just, you know, um, so Cromwell. To save time, we won't do too big a uh, synopsis. You all know who Oliver Cromwell is, or you should. Uh, English Civil War, it happens, Charles is a tyrant, Oliver Cromwell, he's here to take him down a peg. Hooray. Sure. That's the film. 
Yep, thanks for listening yeah. to this week's podcast. That's good that I get... I, I feel I got a great talent for getting to the very essence of the story. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess we don't have to go through it plot point by well, plot it's, point, it's, do we? It's super long as well. Yeah, um, okay, so Oliver Cromwell, uh, he's dissatisfied with what the king's doing. He's disbanded Parliament for 12 years. Yeah. Uh, he's very upset about this fact because he is a parliamentarian. He is. Uh, and he rumblings of civil war and he's like, no, 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 I can't do his accent. No proper Englishman would ever raise arms against the king. It's a, it's very, uh, I disagree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it, you know? Right. Uh, he's like, I hate the king, but I'd lay down my life for his honour. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes to church and he sees that there's gold in it. The king's become a fucking Catholic. He has. Uh, spelled C-A-T-H-L-I-C-K. Um, he's become a Catholic sympathiser. This is disgusting to Cromwell and his Puritan beliefs. He's a big Protestant. The he Reformation is, not happening. He is, he, a, big, he is a big Protestant, big time. As he throws a tantrum and ch- chucks everything in the church everywhere. Yeah. Um, this film, very down on Catholics in a way that I realise is trying to be loyal to the time, but doesn't come across super well, at least to me. Yeah, I mean, you, you think, but, I guess at the at this time, at the time it came out, that was probably a pretty... Major theme as well, well, right? Well, I was about to say, I think even at the time, like, the main anti-Catholic thing is to show that like, the, the king is betraying his morals because he's yeah. supposed to be a Protestant. But he's conferring him with the Catholics, so it's supposed to be like, you know, he has one job and he's not doing it. But the way it comes across in the film is that, like, Oliver will say things like, I will not rest until every Catholic is dead and buried. And the film's like, yeah, go, Oliver. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Oliver Cromwell is... A pretty extreme. Not got a great. Didn't have a good track record in real life. We should also say. Yeah, he's uh, a pretty extreme, like Protestant. There is no other, and yeah. um, correct so, way. Everyone else is a bastard. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, and the killed film, a lot of Irish people. Yeah, um, and the. Do you know the bit of trivia about that? The um the guy that was no? playing Cromwell is Irish. I was gonna say Richard Harris was like I don't want to say a fan, but he was had said. Uh, IRA sympathetic things before. So I was yeah, wondering he's, how he's, he's a fierce, he's a fierce Irish nationalist. Oliver Cromwell of all people. So I've got a quote here for him. Um, he's, it says that he saw past the historical circumstances and became intrigued with Cromwell as a symbol of integrity, anxious to reform society, uh, and he insisted it wasn't necessary for an actor to strictly be- believe in the character he was playing. Instead, he drew inspiration from Cromwell's idealistic nature. His goal to take the country out of aristocratic hands and his rigorous self-discipline, a trait he admired. That's from IMDb. So, um, that, to me, sounds suspiciously like damage control in an interview. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a... I mean, I, I agree that like an actor obviously doesn't have to sympathise with the characters they play. But this is a very positive portrayal of Cromwell in this film, which I think is really weird, because he's not remembered that well, positively. Well, it is, but I feel like it, it's also quite sympathetic to the king at points. Um, yeah, I don't think it really Basically, takes. I don't think it takes a side. I think it's more just no, that you see who wins. No, 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 no. no it does kind of take. I no. mean, it's about Cromwell. That's I, the it, point, right? It's firmly on Cromwell's side. That is saying. that is who like, the film's about. It, but what it gives it gives the king his time on the podium. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's not like it's just purely, um, like. But it's just pro Cromwell. The king is absolutely horrible. It does. Yeah. Show the sides of them, but yeah, you are you are right. It's, it is definitely. I just maybe maybe you feel differently, but I feel the general uh, sort of narrative angle that most people take in British 
British history is that Oliver Cromwell was kind of in the wrong because he sucked. Yeah. Uh, and like, consider like Charles either good but ineffective or like completely innocent. Charles the First, we talk about him as like, you know, Oliver Cromwell had to come along and ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by making Puritan. And like, I mean, when you think about it, actually, maybe it is a good thing to overthrow kings. But I don't think history remembers well, I mean, Cromwell. I mean, I disagree with that. As you know, okay. But um, Duncan, as we know, is a cut. But... but I think I think that <laughs> I think you're right. Um, I think that the side that they're showing is the the lead up to. Although even at the end, because I was what I was going to say is, um, they're not showing the sort of pure Puritan stuff that happened afterwards. Um, they're just showing yeah. the lead up to him getting rid of the king. But then there's the weird narration at the end where it's like. Cromwell led the land and made it a prosperous, prosperous nation until the horrible, nasty people reinstated the king. It's, it seems like such yeah. a weird vibe because it was the people that reinstated Charles II. You know, it's not like it was some like forced takeover. Yeah, I mean, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I'm not an expert on the monarchy restoration, but I feel like at the very least, given that we're still living in the monarchy restoration, it's a weird tack to assume that your audience is going to be all in on... Exactly. Well, having having yeah. having seen Horrible Histories, Jamie, and listened to the Charles II song many times, yeah, I know that the very people... very fun and cool. He, I know that he loved the people, and the people loved him so much that they restored yes. the English monarchy. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was, he was the king that brought back partying as well. So you do yeah. have to think about that, you know. That's true. It's very fun with horrible histories. When you think about it as a head of government, perhaps not a great sign. Well, the king that brought but... back partying. Yes. I mean, I, I think that's pretty good. Okay. Living under Cromwell uh, seemed pretty hellish. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's what we're saying. No one really... Not no one, I'm sure there are people who did. But yeah. Cromwell's not remembered as a good ruler. No. So it's weird. I get... I, I, I mean... I I guess what this film is 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 talking about is the importance of a democratic parliament and well this was the other thing I was going to talk about because like obviously the sympathetic tack for Cromwell is he was getting rid of the king he was installing democracy yeah. but that's not what he wanted to do no but well, well, what what he wanted to do is kind of what ended up happening though because that, that's what they say at the end is they say the king came back but it was never the same again. And uh, Cromwell's yeah. whole thing throughout the film is that he w- doesn't necessarily want to get rid of the king, he just wants to get rid of all the power of the king. Which is, yeah. you know, I mean, a, a very, very valid um, opinion well, like, in my But the thing opinion. is, like, democracy as we know it wasn't really, like, conceived of at that time, it just wasn't a thing people were thinking of. Yeah. Um, so, I'll be honest, I don't quite know the exact governmental system Cromwell believes in. I assume it was, like, benevolent. Yeah, I mean, well, he did, he did say democracy, but, didn't he? Because then... Someone, the king, I think, in the says film, something... yes, but not. In the no, film, obviously but not, not in the same real life. The king says something about democracy being a Greek, a Greek, yeah, idea. Well, that's the only way anyone would have heard of it because I was. This is completely unrelated, but I was reading about um, the French Revolution and Napoleon. Someone was asking, like, right. you know, they had this uh, revolution for democracy. Like, why would they hand it over to Napoleon immediately? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, well, people didn't really think of democracy as an option back then. They just assumed that you had to have like one person in charge but you needed to have a good person there you know you it was about like having a good king rather than a bad king rather than yeah uh referring the system itself so um, and I think, at least from what i've seen oliver cromwell also was not a democracy boy no he was he do you know he's kind of like uh palpatine you know it's, you know duncan it's usually me who lowers the uh <laughs> Asiness of the podcast. I'm he, glad you're. Doing it. He believes in the democracy. He believes in the republic. Oh wait, no, that's not Palpatine. That's uh, 
That's that's Ben Kenobi. Who who is also in this film? Um, but not. Is the he same actor? Yeah, Alec Guinness is in the film. Oh, Alec Guinness. Sorry, yeah. Obi Wan. Uh, um, Hugh McGregor is not in this film. Um, given that he was. Yeah, Hugh McGregor's the one who yells about it, so I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed like a weird weird note, but you know maybe there was like a baby at the end, and you immediately noticed. Oh, that's a young. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor was born in 1971, <laughs> so he just role. he just missed out on appearing. Just missed, the, just missed the boat. Oh, and this is interesting. So I've looked up Ewan McGregor, and it's got all his films, and the poster for Doctor Sleep is in French. Isn't that interesting? Cool. How how Google? Doctor, you know what isn't interesting? Doctor Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it. Uh, Neither have I. No. Um, um... Fuck! What were we saying before that? Okay, so I'm, I'm lo- I've looked up what type of government was created by Oliver Crumb after the Civil War. Um, it just says a republic. He helped create a republic, yeah. but then he ruled as Lord Protector. I mean, the the way the film presents it is that he wanted a full-on parliament, but then he realized that all the people that were in the parliament were arseholes that were just using it to get their own advantage. And he, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's that well, thing. It's that thing of he's very happy for there to be one leader that does everything as long as it's him and that fits perfectly to his ideas, which I feel is kind of not that weird. I feel like it's kind of a a thing you see a lot, isn't it? I think, yeah, even watching this film, like not knowing the reality, it's pretty obvious from like moment one that this is a very polished up portrayal of Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a lot more, he's he's very, he's big on the whole inspiring speeches, he's got his ideals and he's going to talk he, for a long fucking time. There's a there's a lot of times when he's sitting, he he'll like be sitting looking very moody or very angsty, and yeah. I think it happens at least three times in the film where everyone's silent and there's like a close up of him just sitting all like angsty and then he he stands up and then just gives this like rousing speech. It gets everyone on his side, you know. Exactly. I just you know. In the Simpsons, when they do those like parodies of historical films, it's like that. That tone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think Richard Harris does decent enough in the role. He's very clearly, you know, turning on the thespian. Uh, yeah. So whether that, that's your tastes or not. So Richard but, Richard Harris was Dumbledore. Yes, for two movies. For two films, and then, he died. and then he passed away. You want to know a really sad thing, Duncan? Yeah. Uh, Richard Harris was originally not going to play Dumbledore, but then his granddaughter asked him, and he said, and he did it for her. But he said, like, he was really worried that he would only ever be known for Dumbledore, and everyone would ignore the rest of his work. And I'll be honest, that's the only thing I knew he did before watching. That this. is pretty, yeah, that is pretty sad. But I mean, mm-hmm. I guess he, yeah, he was only in it for two films. Maybe that's like the ideal way to do. Not it, by choice. Where like he made his he made his granddaughter happy, but also he. Didn't have to sit through nine films. I like him a lot more than um, Michael Gambon as Dumbledore. Although I can't imagine as Dumbledore doing so many of the action scenes. But I thought he had he had a good uh, screen. How presence, old would would he have been? I think he died quite young because it was like medical. Died. He was born in nineteen thirty and died in two thousand two. So he was seventy two when he died. That seems like okay. So that's like just young. It is just young, but it feels like if you're making. A long film series that's quite old of an actor to cast. I guess, but how? But how also, old I mean, not really, Michael not really. Yeah. How old is Michael? Well, I mean, because he has to play an old person. Oh, obviously, you know? yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. Although, actually, I guess no, Michael sorry, Gambon yeah. is 79 now. Yeah, he's 10 years older than Richard Harris. Yeah, uh, 10 years he's younger. younger. Sorry. 
yeah so i get i guess that's kind of what i'm thinking is you yeah. would get someone that looks old but not like that's so old that they're likely to die although then know. again when they were making the first harry potter film they wouldn't have had any guarantee that they'd get to meet more no but they were probably assuming yeah I mean, they would but then again i mean if you look alan rickman died at what 60 something yeah right or was he anyone can die he was young he was he 70 so i guess yeah. But anyway, I hope you're all enjoying the Harry Potter. But yeah, cast. so I guess you you don't uh, really know. Um <laughs> Yeah, okay, right. Let's get back. Shall we talk about Alec Guinness's performance? Because I might go on a controversial tack and say I didn't like it. Alec Guinness was, as a king. I quite liked it. Um I thought he his weird tack for the king, at least for a lot of the film, was as though he was just kinda tired and didn't really care. Yeah, Which it was. I, it, it, I feel like they 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 kind of messed up how they did the king because they kind of presented him as being innocent of everything, whilst also showing him do the exact things he's accused of. And I feel like you yeah. you either have to you either have to make it that he doesn't actually do the things he's sort of tricked into it, or you have to make yeah. him like actually bad. Whereas it kind of feels like. I guess I yeah. guess an element of it is it actually I, I, is quite... I know I, I've I've said this before on the podcast and I don't want to come across as incredibly thick, but I feel it is a, another case of a character just being a little too nuanced for the film that's, they're actually in. That's exactly what. Because everyone other than Alec Guinness is such a cartoon. Yeah. And they're just over there feeling emotions, and it doesn't really that's, gel. Th- that's exactly what I was trying to say there. Yeah, you put it a lot better. Like he's. On the one hand, you say it's really good that they showed him different sides of the character and like you're not quite sure what his intentions are. But on the other hand, in a film like this, it's supposed to be so pro one side and like show him doing all these terrible things. It yeah. feels a bit of a weird thing, especially since they don't show Cromwell yeah. doing bad things. If they showed Cromwell doing bad things exactly. and good things and they showed the king doing bad things and good things, you could say, yeah. oh, this is a hard... It, war it's hard to it's decide a between winning. light and morally gray exactly but in, yeah ex- you're, you're exactly you have you have an entirely good character according to the film on one side and then you have a character that you don't really know on the other side and it just feels like if you're going to go that deep into mm-hmm. characters and character traits Cromwell had so Cromwell has so much stuff that you could do that with you could there's so many things with his actual real life character yeah, that like, you could pick out and put in his film Exactly, because as we were just saying earlier, it's weird how good Oliver Cromwell is portrayed exactly. in this film. Like, it's clearly like conscious decision that is already weird, like within the ride of the rest of the films. So the fact that like he also has a mo- King Charles being presented as a more uh, nuanced character yeah. when like you've got a character who you denuanced as your lead. Exactly, a denuanced in the weirdest possible direction. Because if you're going to denuance Cromwell, I think almost everyone would make him an outright villain rather than a hero. Um, possibly, or I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the the way to do it obviously is to show show the the good morals that he has throughout the film, and then show him taking that too far. That's all they had to do, because yeah. that that, can that do... you can you can believe that that's what happened. That that genuinely deep down he yeah. was a good man, and that believed in this thing, but then he let he let himself be blinded oh. by his religion and by his strong strong beliefs, yeah. and that's all this film would have to show. In order to have two well, like, ca- characters on each side on, agree, depending on how like liberal you want to be with historical truth, you can like show that Cromwell was always a rotter, but so was King Charles, or you can show that like this, this is just a pointless cycle of violence, man. It's so horrible how yeah. this keeps happening. Or you can show Cromwell getting slowly corrupted, 
or you can just have King Charles be an outright snarling villain, and yeah. that'll be at least more entertaining. Yeah. There's, there's just so there's a lot much. of directions you can go with it, but this one's just strange. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I still, I still have to say that I like, acknowledge I like how weird Cro- how. Yeah, it's just it's so weird how they don't acknowledge how bad Cromwell was. Like, it's just yeah. it's so. I realize part of it's just the modern context, particularly because, like, right now there's a lot of discussion about Cromwell in Ireland, but yeah. It's just, it's so surreal to see, because I've only ever known Cromwell considered either, like, neutral or bad. Yeah. I've never heard anyone be pro-Cromwell in my life. Well, now you... Strange. Now you know a whole... And now I have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, interesting. But as I was saying, I I did like Alec Guinness, even though the the role wasn't written necessarily the the best. I like Alec Guinness as an actor, I should say. I thought he was good, yeah. Uh I've seen him in Lawrence of Arabia, not just Star Wars. Um, I have not seen so Lawrence of Arabia. Most newbie. Oh, okay. I'll look a little better in comparison to you then. Um, um, I want to see it. Yeah. He, I've yeah, seen. Oh, fine. he was in the Bridge of the River Kwai. I've seen that. Um, actually, oh, I've not seen all of it. My, I was watching it in DVD, and then DVD cut out like an actually, hour and a half. Actually, you know in. what unites uh, Richard Harris and uh, um, Alec Guinness what? is that Alec Guinness hated Star Wars as well. Oh really? Oh, he yeah. was in Doctor Doctor Shabanko. He would have been, I think. He was um, also in Oliver Twist. Oh, from 1948. That's not the musical, then, is it? That's the... Not in the musical. Do you know who directed... Do you know what else the director of Oliver the Musical directed? Um, I'll tell you, because it's going to be... A- t- tell me. I feel like I do know, but tell me, and I'll, I'll see. He, he directed The Third Man as well. Oh, yeah, I did know that, because we, stu- we, studied, we studied The Third Man, and I remember that. Yeah, he directed yeah. Oliver. It's pretty good. Carol Reed. Hmm. Um, yeah, we, I've studied him. Who I thought was a woman until I looked him up and saw <laughs> a woman, yeah. a woman making films in the sixties. Jamie, what, what are you like? You know, Agnes, Agnes Vida, <laughs> Duncan, you fool. I know. Like I'm joking. Your favorite film wasn't even Cleo from five to seven. You fake I hate film. That film. I've had to, I've had to watch it twice <laughs> for separate courses. I had to watch that film twice. Uh, I do not one day it. I will watch it, and then I will, I will, regardless of its actual quality, call it the greatest thing ever. Alec Alec Guinness was also in Little Lord Fauntleroy, which is your nickname. We can now reveal that to the viewers, the listeners. It's nice. <laughs> that we get this little, <laughs> this little little peek into my life. Peek into Jamie's life. I live it. Well, there you go. That's good. Yeah. Um, so Alec Guinness. Oh, Alec Guinness was in the Star Wars hol- holiday special as well. I mean, it would have been. Have you ever seen the Star Wars holiday special? No. For some it's, for some it's... reason, it's not on Disney Plus, Jamie. I have no idea yeah, why. Yeah, strange. If you can find like even just clips of it, it is worth. I've seen clips taking... of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we talked about two lead actors. Timothy is Dalton. Any... Timothy Dalton is also in this. I know him as James Bond, which I'm sure he would also dislike. I know him as the guy from Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah. Wait, what's he in Hot Fuzz? It's this Simon Skinner, the slasher of Prices. Oh my fucking god, he is! I is genuinely he? did not notice. Yeah. No, you're, you're completely that's, that's, right. That's the never noticed. That's the thing. That's the thing I know him from. Know him from? I genuinely, I've watched, I've watched Hot Fuzz. I think at least three times. I've never noticed that it was Timothy Dalton. Really? Even though, like, I'm looking at the picture, and it's so obvious that Timothy yeah. Dalton with a mustache would be Simon Skinner. Yeah, yeah, no, that's him. Um, I've, I've never, I've not seen either of his Bond films. Um, um, License to Kill, I think, is my favorite Bond. Film, oh, really? Probably. Oh, well, maybe I'll check. Uh, it. I think Tim- Timothy Dalton's my favorite Bond, actually. I really? Like okay, no, I, I, yeah. I see him. Although actually, in the, he was when I was younger. In my older age, I have 
developed a great love for Roger Moore. Ah, uh, right, I, of course. But funny. Sean Connery is obviously the best. No. Yes. Um. So. Alright. I I I I only stand old Sean Connery. Young Sean Connery does not. Sometimes, register. sometimes you just have to give her a little slap. Sure, who's posh? Um. He was uh, Japanese senpai. He was also in Flash Gordon. Apparently. Mm. Let me look up. Mm. Let me see who. You're... Oh, was he? The, is he the bad guy? No, he's just some dude. I've not seen that whole film either. That's another film I've just seen part. Of. Oh, he was going to be. Uh, he's going to play a main character in a Roman Polanski film, and the two men didn't get along, oh. so he got fired. Okay. You know, good for Timothy. So that's Timothy Dalton. He plays some prince guy, the the posh one with the dog, who um. By the way, this was after Roman Polanski well, had been a fugitive from the criminal justice system. So, Timothy mm. Dalton decided to do a film with him knowing he was a rapist, and then they didn't get along, so he left. Which seems worse, somehow, than if he'd just gone along for all along. You know? Yeah, maybe he thought they would get along, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought I'd get along with the child rapist, yeah. but then it just turned but out we just didn't click. We just didn't have much in common. So Timothy Dalton plays the posh cunt. That's what I call his uh, character. Yeah. Prince Rupert. Prince Rupert. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, the supporting cast in this film, not super great, I'd say. Yeah, I didn't really recognize any of them apart from those main well, I mean, just, boys. Like I say, everyone's kind of cartoony in this. The yeah. man with two walking canes in particular is a highlight. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really, yeah, they go out their way to show um, that kind of thing, don't they? Everyone is either outrageously posh or outrageously moral. Yeah. Um, the two the two genders in this film. Yeah, and then they fight. They all fight. Yeah. I guess that's uh, what happened in real life. It looked really expensive. To an extent. Credit where it's due. I don't think they even looked that nice, but uh, what, he wins. What didn't look that nice? The battle scenes, like I quite liked were, the battle scenes. They were they were shot in really Spain, pretty... apparently. Yeah. Um, I quite liked them. Bar. Yeah. Um, the the actors in this film, did you know this? They mm. had a lot of makeup on them so that they looked like the portraits of the people they were playing. That sounds needless. Because I didn't, I I have to be honest, I didn't really recognize most people um, that well. I didn't. Uh, there were there were certain shots where I recognized Richard Harris, but on the other hand, and somewhere I didn't. But on the other hand, I only know him as being old. Alec Guinness, I immediately recognized, and I don't think he, I can't be wearing that much makeup other than just the fake beard and mustache. Um, let me look. Alec Guinness. Okay, I've got him normally. Get that in my head, and then Cromwell. No, he had a lot of makeup on, man. Definitely no. a lot of makeup on. We'll ask when we next see him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, he definitely did. So I I find that quite an interesting thing because obviously portraits are not accurate in the first place. You know, I think it's it's also not that well known in popular culture. Like, well, no, not not in popular culture, but I feel like they're fairly well known. Like there's. There's various famous portraits, aren't there, of of people? Well, I suppose like that one, that one portrait of Henry VIII, like every exactly. So it's like it's like it's like for a film if you were. Doing I suppose, I, suppose I should say that. I don't know any one particular image of either Cromwell or Charles of a portrait that is so ubiquitous in the popular culture that you would have to make them look like that. 
other than making sure that Charles looks kind of like a spaniel. No, but I'm looking. I'm looking up Oliver Cromwell here, and I have to say most of the the portraits here do look the same. What they don't look like is the the, the film, particularly. Yeah. The Charles the first actually looking at it is pretty well done, looking at portraits mm-hmm. and then the the thing from the film. But yeah, the the Cromwell, I don't really see what they've done there. Um. No, that looks not. He looks quite old in his portraits, which I'm sure is quite accurate, but also not what they wanted. In yeah, that. that's true, because he's supposed to be yeah. a hero. Yeah. And Charles I, on the other hand, looks quite young in his portraits, and of course, he's quite old in the film. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, mini-sode. Um, I've talked about everything I really want to talk about in this film. I don't find it that interesting. Uh, you got anything? Well, it's wow. very expensive. Um, uh, that's my opinion. Let me you look at my... So? No, it's quite a long film. Apparently, it was three hours. Exactly. It was three hours before they cut it down to two hours twenty. So. And thank you. Jesus. That's pretty, pretty serious. Um. Uh, the legal stuff in this film is quite interesting. I yes, suppose. yes. I was gonna, I was gonna say that. I forgot to mention that. It is there are quite a lot of bits that are shot like a legal drama, like Twelve Angry Men or something like that. Yeah. Which I quite like. Um, I quite like when. Obviously. When you have these historical films that also feature an element like that, and it kind of takes on yeah. parts of other films, you know what I mean? I kind of like that yeah. that genre mixing because I think it's very easy to make a historical film that is just the same as all other historical films. Whereas yeah. I think it's quite nice to, if you've got a courtroom scene, to shoot it the way people expect a courtroom scene to be shot, rather than shoot it the way the historical films are shot. I think that makes it more yeah. interesting. And and I think they did that. I will times, actually which I will nice. actually say that one thing I did realise when watching this film is that I quite like the Stuart aesthetic, you know? I like the hats. I like the <laughs> grey rooms. I like the weird floppy dogs. Do you like uh, do you like the um the Puritan aesthetic or the the Royalist? Both. I, the the Puritan aesthetic was the one that really stood out to me and I was like, we should have more things that have this aesthetic. Yeah. That maybe are more interesting. But, more films yeah. that are like this. More films, yeah. more books, more TV shows, video games, anything. Oh, like a video game set in this period would be quite interesting. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, actually, that's know, a good point. Something... If, only there was, Go on. if only there was a video game series about being a criminal in sort of the recent past, maybe sort of 1500s to noughties, you could be sort of secret person, a killer perhaps, some sort of um, gun for hire. And you could maybe have some sort of belief system and you could sort of jump off tall buildings and stuff like that, such as the house's apartment. Maybe you could do a nice little sequence where it was being blown up by Sky Fox. You know, just uh, ideas. So you want an Assassin's Creed set in this period? When, when, when... It'd be a shame if that series had maybe skipped over pretty much any interesting part of history to get to the American Revolution and French Revolutions. When but, you know. did Guy Fox blow up? I feel like my... Uh, knowledge my knowledge of British history is fairly good fairly parcels, good just, in terms I of individual to the partials properly. What was yeah. that? So it's very good in terms of like rec- and like within each parcel, like I know yes. Tudor history decently well. It's just, I keep forgetting the order that they all come in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah. So like I, 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 I can say Oh yeah, I know who Cromwell was, I know what he did, but relating that to other stuff because I don't remember a lot of the names. I feel like if you I feel like a useful thing to do actually would be to know all the monarchs' names um in order mm. and then you can very easily say, well they did it to this monarch's therefore it was at this point. Um see when was yeah. Guy Fawkes? 
because this, this film's a short period. This film's the 16, 1640s, right? Yes. Uh, so I think this must have been after. Guy yeah, Guy Fawkes Fawkes died in sixteen oh six. Yeah. Um, so this is the sixteen oh three to seventeen oh four was the Stuart era in general. Um, yeah. Oh, so Guy Fawkes was it? J was, it James, uh, was it James? Was it James the first that he? James the first, wasn't it? Tried to kill. Yeah, so this would be before Charles. Is that right? the first. Uh, paradoxically, James. James I, not Catholic enough. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, wait, let me have a look here. Oh, this is going from... Fuck's sake. This this doesn't start till 1665. So this is... This, this Wikipedia starts with Anne in 1665, which I guess is... Is that, is that the favourite, yeah? Oh, yeah. So mm. then... It goes James the Sixth and First, Charles the First, Civil right. War, Duration Charles the Second, yeah, William and Mary, Queen Anne, and then that's the end. And then it yes. goes to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wait, what? I'm, what am I being dumb? Huh? I thought that Scotland. No, that's too. I'm not saying it. Um. Okay. Whoops. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, anyway, I, as I was saying, I find it quite hard to... I feel like I watch a lot of these historical films and I know the the timeline of that specific event, but then relating it to other events is something that I don't really have knowledge of. Maybe yeah. I should get it. I should learn British history more. Because um, obviously yeah. it's, it's... Horrible British. Histories does have a song with all of the kings and queens. They names, do, right? but I just listen to... Look, I just, William, I just listen Henry... William Henry Richard John. I just listened to the Charles II song on loop. My name is. My name is. My name, my is. name is. Charles is. II. I loved the people and the people loved me so much that they restored British monarchy. Or English monarchy. English monarchy. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, okay. Do you want to rate the film then? No, I want to talk more about it. It's a mini so dumb. Parliament has not changed much since then, has it? I think it's in a different building. Um, is it? Well, either way, it's still a bunch of people shouting at each other, and it really feels not that yeah. different. Um, I'm, and I'm sure you might know this cool fact because we probably learned it at the exact same time. But um, houses of Parliament are unusual in that the setups that the seats are facing each other, which creates a more uh, competitive atmosphere. Whereas if you look at a modern Parliament, they'll be done in a semicircle in order to create a cooperative atmosphere. Oh, Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, that's okay, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the 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 other thing I found was interesting mm. was um, in terms of warfare, this is quite an interesting period, mm. um, because obviously you have swords and you have muskets and you have cavalry and you have cannons, um, mm. and it feels like the real mix between. I'm trying to think exactly when it was that sort of muskets became the norm for everything. Um, but I always think I, I think it's quite easy to imagine medieval times when you had two two armies with swords and stuff and it's quite easy to imagine modern times or, or the world wars when it's guns versus guns and tanks and stuff but I always think um, I always think time periods like this where there's a sort of mix of different weaponry 
I find quite interesting mm-hmm. to to see because you think you have to think yeah. you have to think that would be quite quite an interesting thing for tactics, like how to do tact because you I mean you see some of the tactics in this film where the the cavalry gets like tricked to run into the pikes and stuff, um, and I just think mm-hmm. I think it's quite an interesting um, thing. The battle, kind of cool. That's fair. Yeah. I didn't watch the battle. What? That's, that's my opinion. I feel like the battle could have been bigger, more grand. I thought I thought it was too big. Oh really? So I realize it's not a coherent criticism, but I just there's something about the way that these battles are shot in these dramas, in particular, where it just irritates. I don't know, it's very unintimate. Right. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. The the what about the Narnia battle? Do you like the Battle of Narnia? What in the film The Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. Whatever. No. Oh. I've only seen. I saw a stage musical version of oh. Narnia. Well, the film. The film story. has an awesome battle in it. Um, and whenever I think of a battle scene, that's the one that comes to my mind. And it's probably just because I watched that film a bunch when I was younger. But um, it's a pretty okay. good one. I, 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 maybe I should watch it again and sort of see, see if um, it still holds up to my high battle expectations nowadays. But it's a pretty cool battle scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. and one other. Okay, one other thing. Yeah. So. You know how nowadays people talk about how. Um, films and stuff make people violent because it desensitizes them. Yeah, yeah. But then, in these days, people would go and watch mass executions and, like, cheer when the heads were held up and cheer when people were hung and stuff. Surely, that's a lot more violent than seeing it in a film. Okay, Mr. Ben Shapiro. What? Uh, Do you know what I mean? I like, popular. yeah, yeah. I think popular entertainment desensitizes us a bit. What? Because I think popular entertainment desensitizes us a little bit. Uh, yeah, but not not any more than like I, I feel like people. I, well, I yeah, feel like people, people are people, saying people, that they're comparing it. People naturally like to get that fix of violence and that fix of whatever. And I think it's better to get that in an artificial way than to go and watch someone get their head chopped off. Or I don't think people naturally seek out violence. Uh, I think it can be presented as people like presentations of, that are empowering, and violence is an easy way to achieve that. Right. Uh, I have something. So, are you are you advocating for the removal of violence in games and TV and film? No. Um, I like violence. I'm just noting that this is an effect that has been had upon my person. Okay. Um, I think I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with the argument, but. People can be desensitized through Well, I think they can, I mean, but I think I think that you can argue whether or not it's a good, not, not a good thing. You can argue whether it's actually harmful. Or not. I think that it's or, a lot. It's a lot less. You're a lot less likely to think it's normal if you if you know it's fake than if you're watching actual people get killed. My 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 long-standing policy on this thing is that I think the issue is more that violence is portrayed as a way to acquire power, as a thing that will make you powerful. That will make you cool, as it were, and that's not just film or video games or anything like that. That's all of culture. Yeah, I mean that's all... that's historically true, isn't uh, it? And that is that is a problem with culture that we need to address. But that is one that requires a very, but that frankly, never be achieved in any short time. I think that would be like a change that would need like hundreds of years to be established. I thought but would regardless be sweeping. I thought you were a fan of violent upheavals and and violent revolutions and stuff, though. I like violence. 
Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of. But why are you saying that it's, that it shouldn't be a way to get power when you think it is? Uh, I don't think it should be presented as a way to have personal power. Right, but okay. Like, like, okay, you watch Kill Bill, right? And then you're like, yeah. hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, that person looks like they're having a fun old time. I wish that was me. That, that, uh, what, like, from Kill Bill? Not, not, I feel like, the, I feel like her life presented is pretty awful. I'm going to be honest, Duncan, I haven't seen Kill Bill. I just chose that because I know this is a sword. Right. Well, I would, Jamie, I'd recommend <laughs> that you stop doing this thing where you pick films that I have seen and you haven't and then try and make an argument about it. <laughs> to prove your um, point just, when I've got okay. a counterpoint because I don't think it just, works very well for you when I say okay, I'm look, not sure about in, that in and you say X, I don't know you see I've a man with a gun the ma okay you okay you watch John Wick so I've right John, John Wick, Wick. okay John Wick but okay quick synopsis John Wick has a gun he shoots a lot of people in it yeah you know the plot of John Wick okay um, and like you see him shooting his gun and you're like hey that's pretty cool and there's nothing wrong with John Wick in uh, isolation it's very much a film about how violence is inherently self-destructive yeah uh, it would, you wouldn't look at it and say the presentation of violence in this film is good in a vacuum, but you see John Wick, you see uh, Casino, you see Goodfellas, you see video games, you see music, you see TV. All of these things are telling you in this overwhelming way, even if it's subtle, even if they are objectively decrying violence, you still get presented constantly with this presentation that violence is empowering. You right. are a weak person, you're beaten down by this society, you're beaten down by your friends, you're beaten down by whatever forces there are in your you are consistently given these messages that violence uh, is a way that for you to personally feel empowered. And I right. think that is an issue. Okay, I hear what you mean. But I don't think that's... I don't, just to clarify, I don't think that that is a level that is culpable on the level of the individual. I think it is a problem with our culture as a whole. Yeah. Um, okay, shall yeah. we rate the film? Yes, don't watch it. I am going to say... I'm going to say watch if it's on because right. I feel like I feel like it wasn't bad enough to to actively say don't watch it but I certainly wouldn't seek it out um, unless you're yeah. a really really big fan of Cromwell and you just want to sit with a hard on and be like god Why I love being a Puritan I just unless you are either A a Puritan or B really hate the Irish I can't see why you would be a big fan no of exactly exactly see I'm going to say watch if it's on um uh, but also, uh, also just watch. But a tentative watch if it's on. Will I be correct in saying? Yes, a tentative watch if it's on. Um, watch something else. But if yeah. someone says they're watching it, and you're like, I mean, for me, for me, that's what watch if it's on means. It doesn't necessarily mm. mean like you come across it and you don't change the channel. It's like someone, it's just, someone's if watching, you're watching it. Watching it, and the remote's on the other table, and you yeah. really can't be guessing. You're off, ill. Then you've you got cold. You're stuck in your sofa with your duvet on and the remote's on the outside of the room and you think, fuck it, I'm going to be in all day. I'll watch this this film for two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think, it's, it not... I think it's entertaining enough. The battle scenes are not great, but they're not bad. Um, and and whilst whilst it's presumably incredibly historically inaccurate, you, you, you still learn some history. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, some names. Two thirds of the Wikipedia article is made up of historical errors. Yeah, that is true. But you, you still, you know, you learn some names and stuff. And the, the, the what happened, happened. And um, whether it happened this way or not is a completely different thing. Um, so, okay, so that's the rating. Just quickly, it was directed by Ken Hughes. Um, do you know what else he made? Mm -hmm. I don't, but he said this was the best thing he's ever done, which I... Oh, really? Deeply true. That's not true, because he made Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. 
<laughs> which is the best film ever made. So, um, have I you seen, seen that one, it. Jamie? What what did you watch as a child? Did I watch as a child? Fucking um, anime. Who's Tigger? Who's Heffalump movie? Jamie, on repeat, don't, say, don't say Tigger. Which truly is, uh, truly is the cinema. Did you did you just did you jump from like kids 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 films to like adult films? Um, did you just did you just skip did you just skip the period of like slightly older kids film through to like young teen film? Did you just like go straight into yeah. adult from baby to adult? I don't know. I mean, I watched baby stuff and then I watched stuff that my parents liked. Yeah. See, I didn't. I, I, so, like, I, so something like in, something like Indiana Jones, which is like you know fun right. for the whole family. Was, yeah. Was well, to be fair, I, I watched Indiana Jones a lot. And Jurassic yeah, Park yeah. and stuff. But, uh, I wouldn't say there was any. I would say from the ages of five up, there weren't that many times when we were watching films specifically for me. Okay. Was also my younger sister who was like. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, I. Uh, yeah. Chee Chee Bang Bang Narnia, all that kind of thing. I watched a lot. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see Narnia again. I was really disappointed by the sequel Disney or films. sequels. I don't I can't remember. Oh, if sequel, I've seen right. I've seen more. Um, the because the first one I had just seen so many times and it was just so like great. Um, and I feel like the second one probably is good, but I just never. I didn't. I didn't watch it when I was at that age. I watched it when I was older, and then it kind of lost its. Yeah, that was a, there was a big gap between those films. There was a big gap between the films, and I think even even with the big gap, I still watched it even later than that gap would allow. Mm -hmm. So like I I was seriously, um, yeah. a long way after. Um, Percy Jackson as well, which I read a lot as a youth. Yeah, uh, yeah, I read it. Films, I swear I had at least a decade apart. I I read and it, and then I watched the first film when I was probably just at like the the oldest to watch that film, and then yeah, the the, the other ones came out so much later. Mm. I think, if I remember correctly. There's only two total. Oh, I thought there were three. No. Anyway, they they came out pretty far apart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th like I say, I think uh, close to a decade. Yeah, because I definitely remember reading the book, then like watching the film at an age for the film, and then, then, yeah, not, not. I don't know if I've even seen the second one because I was just so. I, I, f I feel like it. On the one hand, it makes sense to revitalize a kids franchise that that much later because you have a whole new audience. But at the same time, it kind of feels like. Um, a lot of those films can be based on nostalgia. Maybe they would be better. Supposedly, it was released in 2013, which I do not remember happening. Like there are apparently only a three-year gap. I, All right. I, well, but even even then, I think a three-year gap's enough. At at that kind of age range. Uh, well, Maybe. I mean, the thing with like books like that is like obviously with most young adult fiction, you're only a young adult. So I think I mean, maybe it's not the same experience for you, but I think for most people, it's like they find a series which they like at like 11 and they get like super duper into that series they read all of them like in a week yeah and like that's their thing and then you, you get i feel like you got maybe it's just because they're easier to read because they're for younger people but i feel like i got three books a lot quicker at that age. definitely that i feel like that was i feel like a lot of those books are, are pretty well written and um but they're very easy to they know their audience well. that's what i mean well written is and they know their audience and yeah i feel like that works really well there's there's an there's definitely an odd gap in literature where you're too old for young adult, but adult books are like serious stuff, and I think that's where most people slow down reading. Definitely well, myself included. The, I think easy reading for adults is overwhelmingly mysteries, and I'm just not that interested. Yeah, 
or true or, crime, and then yeah, is that or like actual literature which requires effort? Exactly. I like I because I'm thinking I used fans. to read all the time, young adult stuff. Mm. I didn't read at all, and only in the last few years have I got back into reading books, and now it's adult. Yeah, books. I, tr- I try to read, um, and I'm really quite bad. At oh, it. I don't. I've I don't do it much. I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone thinking that I'm a fucking nerd. Although I've read, I've read quite a lot in lockdown, I guess, but still nothing compared See, was, to nothing compared to people that to actually that. read. I brought, I think, six books with me, um, where I am right now. I, I'm almost, I'm going to go back, and I have, I read a book and a half total. It, what in the last week and a bit? Last two weeks, except the the, the books that I read, quote unquote, I only had fifty pages of. Like, I've read one hundred and fifty pages. Right. I've read, uh, I read, I read the War of the Worlds in like the last week and a bit, two weeks maybe, which is not a long book, but still that's like a full book compared to, yeah. but books, books, the, um, books are so Steve, different, watched... books are so different in length as well. Like, well, I feel the key to getting through books is to develop a habit where you read a chapter or two every night yeah. and I just haven't done that. Well, that's what, that's what I try to do. Um, it kind of depends what I'm up to. If I'm able to. If I'm in the mindset, that's what I do. I read a chapter or two every night, and it means that I, mean, I can shut I, down a lot easier. I watch anime before I go to bed every night. I'm sorry, but that's what my before bedtime is used Yeah, well, I tend to watch YouTube videos, but then I find it a lot harder to get to sleep. Whereas if I just... Well, they always say that about the blue light, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it is It is true. I, I think a lot of stuff is made up about looking at screens and watching YouTube videos and stuff, but there is definitely mm. there's definitely a truth to just before bed, you're you're better reading. And just not looking at screens. Probably. Like what I do, what I do now is I I try not to look at a screen, bef- and t- I I look at screens up until I brush my teeth, and like mm. I read as I brush my teeth, and then that's me for the rest of the night, and then that means like mm. the whole the whole period or between brushing my teeth, going into bed, and going to sleep, I'm I'm just reading, and I feel like it's better. Yeah. Whereas what I what I what I usually do is I. Like what I have a video on while I brush my teeth, and then I like take my laptop onto bed and watch, watch, keep watching. Then, mm. and then you you for one you end up on like the YouTube train of clicking through videos, and also you're then like your yeah. your brain's so active. I feel like I I feel you know what I should buy is one of those fucking nineties ass uh, clip on lights that you clip on. Oh yeah, the I've got one of those. I don't know where it is. Yeah. I think it's broken, but. Yeah. If you feel like giving me a very late birthday present, there you go. I've got your, uh, I've got your manga still, Jimmy. Oh yeah, of course. But I'm going away. Uh, I'm going away. What just as you're coming back, so we'll have to. But but we'll we'll both be I'm, here. Yeah. We'll both be here. For, I, I am uh, hoping to see you like two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, for uh, sure. Um, I'll, I'll remind me to bring your manga because it's in Japanese. Oh. You won't be able to read it. Um. Well, yeah, that's what I wanted. I was, I was. I know, I know, that's what you I wanted. Would, that's why. I, that's the reason yeah. I got you it. But um. I just mm, you don't. I it's not. It. You don't actually have to be excited to get it. I guess. I'm, I'm intensely curious about your choice. But, uh, um, I can't remember what I picked. You'll see. I picked a random, anyway. a fairly random one, because I knew you wouldn't read it. Anyway, so if we like... if we end this podcast in the next forty seconds, we will have finished it exactly eight minutes less time than a regular episode. Should we? So, should we uh, not? Shall we end the mini Should we not push up to an hour and then? No, because no, that's not going to be a mini-episode, Well, it's not. It doesn't have to be a mini-episode. Ken Hughes also directed no. 1967's Casino Royale. No! Ken, Ken Hughes, Jamie. Notes for this e- Ken Hughes. I don't have time to make notes for this episode, so there's no title. The only title can be mini-episode. No, the title, the, the title is... The title is... I married you as a king and a man. Do not beseech 
beseech you me on either aspect. No, that's not the title. You're, I wrote down a few quotes. Your titles are worse than mine. I'm, I'm sorry. I am, I am to be his quotes. Jamie, we need to get up to an hour. We can, we can, we can, no. we cannot do a mini episode. The people want an hour. Fine. Jamie, we're not doing um, an episode next week, and all our fans okay, okay. are going to be disappointed. Um, they use the word besiege gonna, a lot in this film. I'm going to fucking miss all my deadlines. Um, That's fine. They use the word besiege a lot in this film. They did use the word besiege. What's going on with me? Um, what have you been up to? I played a game called Iconoclast. We talk about video games sometimes on this. We do. As in every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Iconoclast is a Metroidvania. It is about uh, theocracy. Uh, the story is very good, I thought. It, I think it's the sort of story that would really click with someone else, you know? You sometimes steal that where you're like, this is a really good story, and I bet it would mean a lot to a certain person, but that certain person isn't quite me. But I can still kind of appreciate that this is a really important story. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So it was one of those. It was very well told. Uh, as a Metroidvania, I found it kind of weird because it's a very linear story, so it has a very linear type of gameplay, which is very weird for a Metroidvania. Yeah, it is, that's not what so they... I wonder why, why the fuck it was a Metroidvania, because it doesn't really pay off. Um, so the actual gameplay is kind of fun moment to moment. The boss fights are pretty cool, but I, I, I couldn't help but feel the, the, the sting of lost potential. Understood. I... I also played Donkey Kong Country because it was available for free on the Nintendo Switch Online thing. Really? Donkey Kong Country is an SNES game from 1994, which is actually British. So there you go, supporting the homeland. Um, Chrome Donkey Kong voiced by a Liverpudlian, if anyone's curious. Um, Liverpool? What, what head do they speak in Liverpool? Is that is that the Can, uh, can of Koch guys? Yeah, is that Liverpool? Maybe. Um, what the Can of Koch? Is that... <laughs> yeah. Wait. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Wait, wait. I'm gonna look at the voice actor for Donkey Kong while I share my Donkey Kong opinions. Uh, Donkey Kong Country is quite fun, but it's got a very weird system because you die as soon as you take damage, uh, and you're only given two chances, which you think would be like Mario because it's kind of the same, but it's not. It feels much harsher. I don't quite know why. Um, otherwise, it's a very fun game. Um, is that? Is it Scouse that they're like? Kanakoch. <laughs> Oh fuck no! It's a Yorkshire. It's a Yorkshireman. Sorry, I apologize. What's a Yorkshireman? Oh, it does it. Frank, if Grant Hope listens to this. Uh, oh fuck no! What? Do you know where he was born? In? Where? He was born in Edinburgh. Oh, awesome. But I think. So he. I can't. Yeah, he, he 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 grew up in Yorkshire, which makes sense. So he, he doesn't talk about the can of coke very often. No. Um, I feel like something mildly notable happened to me over the last week, and I was like, if I have 30 seconds, I'll mention this in the podcast. <laughs> You've got more than 30 seconds, brother. you got five minutes uh, to fill How in. much time did I take? Ah, oh, shit. You're talking, um, why are you talking fast? If you're, trying to, if you're trying to take up time, why are you talking fast? I don't know. I, I feel the clock's on, even if the clock is me, and I'm okay. supposed to be racing against something. So... Uh, um... I, I I finished City Skylines, if you can say that. I yeah. built the city. I I bought all nine. I I unlocked all nine bits of land. Like my my population got to sixty thousand, which is like the, the you've you've won thing. Um, I could keep playing, but I'm not. Um, Good. I started a sandbox game, and then remembered that mm -hmm. I do not like sandbox in City Skylines because it's just kind of boring yeah. not having the challenge. Um. I really wanted to make like a giant city. I installed a mod that you can like unlock all the um mm. parts, all eighty one squares instead of nine. 
Um, yeah. And then I started building, and then I was like, nah. So that's what's going on with me. So currently, my I'm not playing any games really, which is good because I'm about to about to leave for a week. Um, so it's probably good that I'm not not addicted to anything right now. And then I'll have that's to fair. I'll have to find something new when I get back. Mm-hmm. Over the next week, I think I'm going to start playing the Bleeding Witcher because I'll finally have time. Um, so you can look forward to that on the next podcast. Nice. Maybe I'll have opinions about it. And we're gonna. I already once a year ago, and I thought it was solidly okay. And you and I are going to try the Escapist 2, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to try as soon as they fix the multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer was broken. <laughs> it was free on the Epic Store, and then... Uh, exactly. Yeah, Jamie and I mm. tried it, and it didn't work. So, that's that. Um, I've been watching clips of Would I Lie to You on YouTube a lot recently. Yeah, so you said... Uh, I'm on on, on the, the Wilty Nope channel... Yeah, yeah. Uh, very well run, even though it's it, clearly completely illegal. It's so well <laughs> run and like so well put together. I wonder if the BBC just lets it stay because it, it you know, promotes their program like, so well, you know what I mean? Well, I still... The, the thing is that like uh, panel shows, you're not going to make much money from DVD sales, right? Yeah. Because they're kind of once done. Yeah. Because like, Panel 4, as soon as Big Fat Quiz of the Year is finished, it gets put up on YouTube and they don't do anything about it. Yeah. Like you can watch every full episode of Big Fat Quiz uploaded on the day it finished for YouTube for free. Yeah. It's just when it comes to the panel shows, people just they just don't really care. And uh, or maybe the other thing is Wilty Wilty Nope, it's not like they're just uploading um Would I Lie to You Series Five Episode One dot no, MP4. But that Mitchell but and then... that Mitchell and Mac collection does. Uh, exactly. It they're they're actually the famous comedic duo. adding to it, and it, it looks like they put subtitles in all their videos. It's got subtitles below it. So they... oh, like, this guy, he loves Would I Lie to You. Yeah. It's just it's clearly his entire life. It, to be fair, it's a pretty good show, and um, yeah, it's yeah. a good channel. And he comes on. He always has like weird puns. Like I'm looking at my YouTube Rex right now, and it's got a whimsical role A caster, and that's James A caster on Would I Lie to You. Yeah, and and, on and the happiness, and that's Rod Gilbert. He's yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. Maybe, maybe, oh, but he's not uploaded for four months. Is that because Wilty's not been on? Probably. Yeah. Or maybe he, maybe the BBC protected their uh, intellectual property the only way they could. Maybe. So this, <laughs> so this week we're shouting out Wilty Nope as our channel of the yeah. week. Just you know, keep on the good fight, my man. <laughs> uh, get banned. It's still kind of your fault, but you know we appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, he could get banned, couldn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, what else has been going on uh, with me? Not much. I w- I watched a nice YouTube essay by H Bomber guy on the series Ruby. Right. It's only for Patreons right now, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. Are you a patron? Uh, I, to, I wouldn't say up to his usual standard. Are you a patron? You know? I'm a patron. Yeah. Of someone. I, of who? Me. Yeah. Of H Bomber guy and two other people. So you pay wait you pay money to watch the videos. It's more to support them. It's two dollars a month. It's not bankrupting me. Why why has Legal Eagle done a video on H Bomber guy? Oh, because they collaborated and he was talking about and they were talking about defamation. Oh, I like I like Legal Eagle. He's a good lad. He's fine. Yeah. Um, I know you're a lawyer, so you probably. Yeah, I've watched them. Uh... 
But yeah, I thought, you know, I, I usually find H. Guys essays quite insightful. I thought the one on Ruby was a bit surface level, honestly. Right. And it's also two hours and 20 minutes long, and it's, it's, it's his only upload for the last seven months, so I was kind of expecting something more. More. And wait, so you pay two, wait, 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 you pay $2 a month and he's not uploaded for seven months? Yes. So, so you've, you've paid, <laughs> you've paid $14 for one video that he's uploading anyway. Yeah, well, you don't really, that's not really what Patreon's about, Duncan, it's not a, Well, I know, but if he's not making content, then surely... Well, it's not that he's being lazy, he's still making it, he's just taking your time. But you seven know? months, Jamie. I don't... It really sounds you like you're getting robbed. But it's not like you're putting on money and you're just going, one video, please. I know, but seven months off, surely that's like it's, a... It's not seven months off, it was seven months creating this video. But you said others. it was you said it was not good enough for seven months. People, people I make, thought it was a little disappointing. People make feature but, yeah. films in seven months, Jamie. Well, yeah, but he's, well, two hours and 20 minutes is as long as a feature film. Oh, it was a two hour, 20 minute video. You didn't say yeah. that. I did say that. <laughs> You're so embarrassed when you're editing this episode, Duncan. Oh, Jamie, I've, I've thought I don't listen to them anymore. <laughs> I just, I just, I just fix the volume at random points and check that the start and end lines up and then <laughs> just upload them. <laughs> I mean, I, I shouldn't right. admit that, but yeah. Alright, on that note... On that bombshell... <laughs> goodbye. If you, notice any, night, if you notice any editing mistakes in any of our videos, send an email to I don't give a fuck at gmail.com Hot quality, lads. Don't do that, Bye. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, this is fun. It's good. Um, I do edit it, but I don't listen through the whole thing anymore. Very often. So, yeah. Bye. Bye.